Welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Brody did the little conductor thing this time, so it makes my heart so happy. I'm so happy. It really just reminds me of like the beginning of Frasier. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. Good. Fran, what the hell are we talking about? We are talking about how higher emotional intelligence leads to better performance. What? And yeah, okay, here's... Sexually a- or work-wise? Across the board, Brody. Okay, okay good. Any, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here is a fantastic factoid. So according to I don't give one shit about how you feel.com, I'm sorry, it's talent smart test. Emotional intelligence was found to be the most powerful predictor of performance, leadership, personal growth, and this beat out more than 30 other indicators. Boom. So what exactly, Becky, is yeah. emotional intelligence or EQ? Well, you know what I find really interesting? I remember maybe 10-ish years ago, 15 years ago, where if you were getting hired on, even here in town at a place, they would have you sit down and have to take an EQ test. Really? I don't hear of it so much anymore. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a few places in town that did that. Some of the bigger places. Wow. We did Enneagrams when we first opened. Did and you? I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and maybe it's because I have a high EQ, but it, just, <laughs> it, it lets you read people mm-hmm. and you feel like you're the smartest person in the room. Mm, right. You can kind of predict or at least predict or explain behavior right. uh, in your coworkers. Well, and I think mm. some places wanted to know, like, how do you handle stress? You right. know, how do you tip? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, the author of a lot of this is going to be Mark Manson who I absolutely love. Is this the same one that wrote Subtle Art or Not Giving a Fuck? I think so. I love him. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, your emotional at- intelligence, or sometimes called EQ, is your ability to process emotions, both others and your own, and come to sound decisions. Some people have an incredibly high IQ, or intelligence quotient, but low EQ. So think of your nutty professor who can't match his socks, or who doesn't see the purpose in showering. <laughs> other people have incredibly high eq but low iq so think of the street hustler who can't spell his own name but somehow talks him into buying the the fake louis vuitton (laughs) purse that's like got rat holes in it but you're like of course i need this okay and i see this shit all the time in couples therapy yes right because when you see that person on the couch across or the chair across from Mm -hmm. you they look like a human yeah They look, you think they're smart humans. They probably are smart Mm -hmm. humans. But you are not recognizing your emotional intelligence is maybe 80% Mm -hmm. and maybe theirs is 60%. And you are not going, you're hell bent, hell bent Mm -hmm. on raising that. You don't even know what you're trying to raise. They're not recognizing this person is not functioning where I am functioning. I, you know what you're making me think of is the couple where, and you can insert any generic couple. um, And like, 
let's just say in this case, the wife is just bawling. And Mm -hmm. she's like, and then there was that one time and it was our first anniversary and he went hunting with his friends and didn't even text me happy anniversary. And you're like, okay, are you hearing what your wife is saying? And he's like, yeah, she never wants me to hunt again. And you're like, no, that's not what she said. Right. Right. Yeah. And just not being able to connect the dots. And I think when you talk about raising, that's what we're trying to, to get people to understand. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So what are the signs of low emotional intelligence? This information came from Kendra Cherry. Low emotional intelligence refers to the inability to accurately perceive emotions. And this is important, people, not only in others, but in you. Like you are not in touch with how you are actually feeling. You don't take a hot minute to check in and be like, okay, I'm frustrated right now. I'm irritated, those types of things. And then to be able to use that information to guide, okay, how is this going to impact how I think, how I treat other people, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So a low EQ can negatively impact your personal relationships as well as your mental and physical health. And also if you're Brody, your sexual performance. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different episode, but we should talk about that. So what are some of the signs, Fran? Okay, so according to the journal, I got I had to add this because I was so curious. To me it makes perfect sense. Like to me people that are funny, I just assume they have a higher emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. right? So I had to google it because you know how I get. So <laughs> according to the Journal of Critical Reviews and the article is The Role of Humor in EI. Yes, having a decent idea of humor is correlated with emotional intelligence. Thank you very much. And okay, so let me give you an example of my father. I love this. Okay. So when I lost my first tooth back in 100 years ago, you did not put it under your pillow. You put a a saucer down and the tooth and you put the cup upside down. Hmm. Don't ask me why, but that's what you did. Brody, shut up. So anyway, every time we record, every time we record, Fran makes more and more and more sense she to me. She just plays into it, doesn't she? So, okay, so was this back when you got the ball in the cup game for your birthday, or was it just the can that you could kick down the road? The wheel of the hoop, yeah, the stick, the, yeah, the hoop, yeah. Okay, good. Do the voice, do the voice, Brody, with the stick in the hoop. <laughs> Now, now Freddy, the tooth fairy is not going to come if you put it under your pillow. You got to put it in a saucer and put the cup on the top of it. I can't do it. I, I hate you both so badly. I don't even know why I hang out with you people. Because <laughs> we're, we're apparently really emotionally intelligent. Yes, exactly. Okay. Low IQ, though, maybe. Oh, my God. People, this okay, is so an example anyway, okay, of what out. not to do when someone's Ooh, telling a story. Time okay. out. So okay. it's under the cup on the saucer. Oh, okay, right. Man, that's and good. so, okay, so my mom had Jackie <laughs> over, who had this really strange hairstyle going on for years. And my dad hated Jackie. Frickin' hated her. Even as a small child, I knew my dad hated Jackie. So anyway... Um, there it is. My tooth is in the saucer, blah, blah, blah. My mom says, John, could you please get us some coffee? Dad looks at me and there's this twinkle in his eye and he's like, I would be happy to do that. Well, you know, people, what Jackie got in her cup of coffee, right? So Jackie's drinking the coffee and she's like, (coughs) and she spits my tooth out into the saucer upon which I'm like, am I still going to get my money? 
I care about is that damn quarter because that's all I got. The tooth fairy left a 20 that time. <laughs> so yes, people, oh humor is associated with high emotional oh. intelligence. Thank you. My stomach hurts from laughing. <laughs> um, another sign of low emotional intelligence is they always have to be right. That drives me bananas. Mm. It drives me bananas. That is interesting. It's Yeah. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that? Do you think it's right, Brody? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just teasing. They will argue a point to death while refusing to listen to what anybody else has to say. Even if you're providing them with proof that they're wrong, they will argue that your facts are wrong. Oh. They have to win at all costs and find it impossible to agree to disagree. And I will tell you, I have unfollowed so many people on social media because of this. I'm like, I have no time for this. Mm. I have zero time for you to post bullshit. And then mm-hmm. you're like, well, that's not actually accurate. That's from some sort of stock pick from like 1927. And they're like, uh-uh, Abraham Lincoln really wrote that on Facebook last week. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Bye now. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You enjoy. Okay. People with a low emotional IQ are unaware of other people's feelings. So like when they are, for example, criticizing their partner, they're genuinely surprised. Like, I don't get it. Why is my partner ready to walk out the door? Or why don't my coworkers don't like me? Why doesn't anybody like me? They don't understand. Like you said, they can't connect the dots. (laughs) And they get annoyed when other people expect them to know how the other person is feeling. Mm -hmm. They don't get that either. What am I, a mind reader? Exactly. What am I, a psychic? (laughs) Okay. So they don't. They don't get that. They don't get it. They can behave insensitively and often do. So they're going to struggle with saying the appropriate things or are unaware of poor timing when saying things. Um, They can be emotionally tone deaf to tone, context, and nonverbal behavior. So they're just not picking up anything that's getting put down. For example, they might take make a joke after a friend tells them they are getting a divorce. Like... Read the room, people. That's not a good time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, If you react to their out-of-line response, they're going to tell you that you're being overly sensitive. Like, why are you being so sensitive? Oh, I know how much you love that one, Becky. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite. Oh, yeah, for real. Mm -hmm. They blame other people for their problems. So they may say, hey, look, I had no other choice to do what I did. I mean... I don't see why you don't understand that. And they are never going to take responsibility for their mm-hmm. behavior. There's always a justification as to why they did what they did or said what they said. They have poor coping skills. So they have trouble coping with emotionally charged situations. So they may walk away to avoid conflict, hide their true emotions, or have emotional outbursts. And I think that's a favorite one of yours, mm-hmm. emotional outbursts. I don't know. I mean, I've never seen them or no, experienced them. ever. Never. <laughs> so poor emotional control, that kind of feeds upon that one where they lash out reactively and they just don't understand why other people are feeling so upset with their reaction, right? I just had like the last five emails your mom sent you all go through my head. <laughs> Oh, my. I, we won't get into them, but you guys, this is it's just, oh, boy. Exactly. exactly. So they may have unexpected emotional outbursts that seem overblown and uncontrollable, which can last, okay, listen, people, not just for minutes, but for hours. These people are very long-winded. They can mm-hmm. go on and on and on. And we talked about in a previous podcast how they tend to 
people like this tend to lose control to gain control because they know I can outlast anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to embarrass everybody. So all I have to do is lose control and then I'm going to get control of the the other people. That is just mind boggling. Mm -hmm. It really is. And so every time I hear you say lose control to gain control, thank you for explaining that because it never makes sense to me. And then you explain it and I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's just wild. Um, They struggle with relationships. Really? Mm, Are we sure that that's an accurate one? I don't know. We should should edit that one out maybe. (laughs) (laughs) They have few close friends. They lack the ability to um, have the give and take in a relationship and they can come off as abrasive or unfeeling or, you know, as like takers or sometimes emotional vampires. Like they're just sucking your soul without even knowing they're doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. They tend to make conversations all about themselves. So no matter what you say, they've been there, they've done that, they're going to one-up you. So Becky, if you had a C-section, mm-hmm. you know, their baby came out their butthole and <laughs> came out sideways. <laughs> there was a Saturday Night Live skit with Kristen Wiig where she was the one-upper. And oh my God, that used to crack me up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a, um, I had a difficult birth too. It came out my butthole. <laughs> that one or Rachel Drasher is the Debbie Downer. Have you seen those ones? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. it's, the, it's the same thing. Oh, my goodness. Um, and a lot of this information um, came from Dr. Abby Galhar. And, um, doc- well, did I say doctor? You, you know did. what? You're you're welcome, Abby Galhar. Yeah. <laughs> you got a promotion. <laughs> might have just promoted you. Um, but from... Um, Abi Galhar, we get some tips for developing your emotional intelligence. So learn to be assertive. Emotionally intelligent people know how to communicate their opinions and needs in a direct way while still respecting others. So I feel upset when you, so please don't do that. And you know, when you think about this, I feel kind of hopeful. Now I hesitate to even bring this up because Uh if I... If I bring this up and a woman is in a relationship with a man that has extremely low emotional intelligence, she's going to think he can change. And the thing is, research says some people can change because of neuroplasticity, right? Mm -hmm. If I personally, here's the key people, if I personally recognize I do have low emotional intelligence and Mm -hmm. is causing people to not like me, I want to, I... I want to do something about it and Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn the skills and I'm going to practice the skills. There is a chance I definitely can learn and grow. I can develop a higher EQ. Well, I think it goes back to what you and I and other therapists say, like anybody can change Mm -hmm. if they want to. Right. But unfortunately, like we see time and time again, these people are in relationships where it's the partner Mm-hmm. That is hell bent on them changing, and they're mm-hmm. pretty fine with the way they are. I don't know how many times I've said it in practice where I've said to somebody, So, if I'm understanding the purpose of our counseling, it's to change your partner who's not here, mm-hmm. but nothing else. And they're like, Yes, wow. that's exactly <laughs> that's and I'm right. Like, can't do that. Yeah. We can decide how you're going to respond one way or another, but we can't change somebody who not only isn't here, but has no desire to be here and no desire to change. Right. And I always tell people too, they don't have to. It's their right to be an absolute bitch, an absolute asshole with no social skills and not give two shits about anybody else in their life. That is their right to live their life that way. Mm-hmm. And it's really not fair to ask that. I mean, you can ask them to change, but if they don't want to, that's okay. Right. So, okay. So... 
I hear you saying that there's a chance. What you said is there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. chance. (laughs) But if we're equating this to intelligence, right? Your your IQ instead of your your EQ or whatever the acronyms are, it it feels like it's a lot harder to move that needle on the IQ. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Like you're kind of this is your god-given talents and this is where you are so same with and i think it might be even harder with emotional because it's it's quick right like this is your emotional response to things is that what are the what are the real chances of changing moving the needle on your eq again it comes back to is that person highly motivated to make those changes mm-hmm. because there are specific skills skill sets they can learn mm-hmm. and they can practice those and they can watch videos on how to do it and they can practice with their partner and all of the things but how many people are willing to really recognize this is holding me back professionally mm-hmm. it's holding me back as a parent you know, and really say, I need to up my game here. And also my littles are watching me, mm-hmm. you know, my skill set becomes their skill set right. to a degree. You know, so if you've had 12 jobs in 10 years and at every single one of those jobs, um, you were underappreciated and your boss was an asshole, there's one common denominator. And so if you want something different, then you need to sit back and go, oh, wait, maybe it's me. Mm-hmm. What could I be doing differently? Mm-hmm. Right. But unfortunately, many of these people also have low insight, mm-hmm. right? And so if someone else kindly points it out to them, like, hey, could it be you? Mm-hmm. They perceive that as criticism mm-hmm. and then God help us all because then it's coming right back at you. Yep. Tenfold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Hey, Becky, where did you get your incredible master's degree in counseling? Well, let me tell you, the same place I got my my amazing bachelor's degree, Northern State University. Wow. Did you know that now they offer programs in K through 12 school counseling and clinical mental health and they are KCREP approved? Stop it. Yeah, I'm not lying. KCREP is such a big deal too. It totally is. And right now they have a trauma focus, which is a standalone course, not to mention they're integrative mental health care class, which, get this, includes yoga, it includes specific disorders and how to treat them, ADHD, all the cool stuff, even spirituality. No. Yeah. How about aromatherapy? Because you know I love my essential oils. Even that. Yep. I love it. And the program helps prepare students to take and pass, the hopefully pass, the licensure <laughs> exams and get national certification. I love that. So if you're interested... Contact Northern State University. Hey, it's Brody, producer of Shrinkwrap. Just wanted to let you know that you can now purchase all kinds of great Shrinkwrap merch over on their bonfire site. We're talking mugs, water bottles, sweatshirts, t-shirts, tote bags, all of it. From the sassy to the regular, you got some great Shrinkwrap merch over on Bonfire. Head to the Facebook page to find the link or search Shrinkwrap Podcast on bonfire.com. And now, back to the episode. So... Let's talk about uh, what to do instead of responding to conflict. This is something in Italian families that is an (laughs) Olympic sport. 
<laughs> it really is because you could be just having a nice day in the park, throwing a ball back and forth and everybody's happy. And then it's like, you know, it's all great. And then it's like, what? You fucking look at me. What are you doing? What are you looking at me like that for? What the fuck did I do? And it's like, then the other person is like, oh, we're going to go. Oh, hell yeah. We're going. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I'm looking at you. What are you fucking blind? <laughs> and then it's on. So we, I. Am I funny? Am I, funny? Am I comical too? Am I funny looking? <laughs> Oh, God. So learning to stay calm during a situation where someone else is really upping that situation is, for me, it has been a lifelong challenge. I am not saying I have earned the gold medal at this point. However, I do make more of a conscious effort to keep things in check and to make sure that my reactions are in line with what exactly is going on, not bring it above and beyond that. Mm-hmm. And and come on, you know, and you do this, Becky. It's mm-hmm. like you lower your voice tone. Mm-hmm. You try to stay calm in the moment. Well, it seems like maybe you're playing a different Olympic sport than the rest of the Italians that you described. <laughs> I think they're trying to go above a bit. That's yeah. why they haven't won that gold medal. No, right. Right. No. You, you want to right de-escalate. Right. Right. That's exactly you what you do. You want to de-escalate and yep. not raise that. Exactly. This is something, and I'm sure you do it too when I'm working with couples, I'll just say, if one or both of you is getting upset, take a time out, ding, ding, go to your corners, and then I want you to ask yourself, why am I getting this upset? Like, what is going on? Am I feeling misheard? misunderstood? Am I hurt? You know, I don't, if you're mad, take it a step further. Why are you mad? Um, And then just process that. And then you can come back and calmly say, I was getting really upset and here's why. And do that until you're not screaming at each other anymore. Mm -hmm. But you have to be willing to, you know, take that step back and really take a look at how am I feeling and where's that coming from? Um, Another thing you can do if you want to have um, higher emotional intelligence is be an active listener. Be curious and listen for understanding instead of just waiting for your turn to speak. Don't interrupt. For the love of God, people don't interrupt. Oh, that's um, so frustrating. It really is. Because when you interrupt somebody. Well, what and, do you, if you have something really important <laughs> to say? And I think we all do it. Like, I think we all do it from time to time. Like, mm-hmm. we're all human. But really, when you do that consistently, what you're saying is, um, what you're saying is not important because what I'm saying is way more important than whatever it is you're saying. And then you're making the other person feel not important. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally will shut down. If I get interrupted too many times, I'm like, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. out. I'm not saying another word. Um, make sure you understand what is being said before responding. Pay attention to the nonverbal details of a conversation and pay attention to their tone of voice. Mm-hmm. And you know what I observe a lot, like in couples therapy, but also like in friendships in general, pay attention to talk time because it's like if you are with a particular friend, let's just say Susie's with Sally, right? Mm-hmm. And Sally, not only every single time they get together, Sally is monopolizing the whole conversation. Okay. Take mm-hmm. note of that. But also when they are having, let's say a different conversation with other people, there's multiple people. That woman too is always monopolizing the conversation and mm-hmm. not aware, like you said, Becky, that other people people's behaviors are like they're tuning out. They're mm-hmm. looking at their phones. They're talking to each other. There's an uncomfortable silence. Like, look at the room. Look mm-hmm. at the cues in the room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is something I think I'm overly, because I do withdraw when it happens to me, I think I'm overly paranoid about it. Mm-hmm. And so when I am out with people, sometimes I'm like, have I said too much? Have I talked too much? I, I, I you know, and I'm mm-hmm. just very self-conscious of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's because you are emotionally intelligent and you're aware and you're kind of monitoring what you're doing. A lot of people really don't mm-hmm. at all. And if I have screwed up, because I do, I will reach out and say, hey, you know what I realized? I monopolized our conversation. And here's the things that I wish I we would have talked about. How are your children doing? How is this doing? How's your job going? Whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry I didn't find out more about that. Mm-hmm. Which is a great thing to say. Like, if you don't do something the way that you wanted to follow up with that and check mm-hmm. with that other person, again, another sign of high emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm that you would even recognize it could be a thing. I bet like 99% of the time, the other person has no idea what you're talking about. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So practice ways to maintain a positive attitude. Emotionally intelligent people have an awareness of the moods of those around them and guard their attitude accordingly. So for example, if I know I'm going to be with a really negative human, I do guided imagery and I, I picture too. myself kind of in this cone of light, mm-hmm. like it's bulletproof. In my cone, I am safe. I am warm. <laughs> there is no energy that can penetrate it. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to protect myself and my energy and mm-hmm. not get it sucked away. Um, they also know what they need to do in order to remain positive. So they're more mindful of the things we always talk about, eating healthy, exercising, prayer or meditation, positive self-talk. They are more likely to have like vision boards and positive quotes on their desk and being grateful. And again, people, you know, we say this all the time. They have boundaries. Mm-hmm. They have boundaries. If they want to stay positive and Susie wants to have lunch with them again that week, they're like, oh, you know what? We'll have to make it another time. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Yeah, go guard your energy. So speaking of gratitude, guess what? What? Tell. You can go to Target right now and you can get a gratitude tree. What? <laughs> I kid you not. One of my clients brought, she didn't bring the gratitude tree, but she brought the box. It is so cool. No, I'm, you know what? Brody loves this shit. Fuck you, Brody. I'm getting, I was going to get two of them, but now it, I'm getting three of them. Does it come with a buy one, get one free dream board or what? If it did, I'd buy four of them. <laughs> so it's a little, like a little cardboard tree you put together and then it has these little leaves and it comes with, I think like 186 leaves or yeah. I don't know, whatever. And then you just write down different things you're grateful for. And it has little notches on the tree. Oh, you know what I'm thinking about right now as oh you're saying God. that? Okay. Remember that video on Facebook where the person is holding up some meat and the dog is looking at them like, yeah, yeah, you're going to give me that? Is that how you're going to be with yeah. my gratitude that's, tree? That's broken oh, with your gratitude tree. <laughs> love that video. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Guess what you're getting for you're right. Christmas this year? <laughs> Becky Freaking started out. You know what? You can get a tick, uh, Target. Yeah. <laughs> you can get this thing right now. It's really cheap. Yeah. It's a gratitude tree. Oh! Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and it has beer coupons. How's that? Better? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. Another thing you can do is practice self-awareness. Oh, wait. No, I want to go back. Have you ever read The Untethered Soul? Yes. Did you really? I did. It had a horse on the front. (laughs) I have not. This is true, but (laughs) (laughs) we we see now how she judges books by their covers. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I can't take it anymore. You know, we talk about positive self-talk and one of the, I'm just in the very beginning of it right now, but the author talks about your inner roommate. 
and and how you're if you're if you had an actual roommate that talked to you like your inner roommate talks to you, you would evict them oh. with force if needed. <laughs> yeah. But not only do we not do that, but we take everything our inner roommate critically says and we write it down as gospel. Mm-hmm. And so going into the next one, practicing self-awareness, being aware of your inner roommate. Tell them to go F off. Yeah. Um, be aware of how your emotions can affect others. Schedule time in your day to get away from all distractions. Do a morning commute with no music or podcast. I don't recommend that one at all. Listen to us. <laughs> listen to the yes, shrinks. Only listen to <laughs> yeah. us. But don't listen to anybody else. No. Um, just think about life. Um, think about how you're feeling. Set aside 10 morning, 10 minutes in the morning to meditate. Um, I prefer to meditate in the evening quite Honestly, that's when I like my downtime, but you're not a miracle morning person. No, I'm not an anything morning person. Yeah. yeah I'm a barely roll out of bed morning person. Um, so I do, I like to meditate in the evening, um, and kind of wind down, recognize what you're feeling and decide whether or not that that's an appropriate emotion for the situation and act accordingly. And again, it goes back to take that time out. Why am I reacting so strongly? What might be going on? So here's why we're perfect for each other, Becky, because mm-hmm. I was up at 4 a.m. having a miracle morning. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so true. I can't oh. Yes, it's so true. Okay. Be willing to accept feedback and not getting angry or defensive about it. Like really try to understand where is the other person coming from? How can their feedback make me a better human? How could I be more caring? How could I be able to connect with people mm-hmm. more intimately? <clears throat> and emphasize em- <laughs> emphasize <laughs> that's a strong empathy so emotion <laughs> done english <laughs> empathize with others recognize that empathy is a trait that shows emotional strength not weakness healthy relationships whether romantic familial friendships begin with the recognition of respect of one another's emotional needs it's both listening to others and sharing yourself honestly with others that is through vulnerability okay so uh, my head is spinning with this and i i love emotional intelligence and i think it's just fascinating and it's also incredibly powerful right yes so if we're talking about and maybe i'm Coming back to my previous question, but as a parent of young kids, mm-hmm. is there a way that you can, and maybe yes. I'm asking you all to, to, to speak on things you don't know about, but how do we instill, and maybe this is coming up, but mm-hmm. how do we instill that emotional, breed that in your, in your kids, right? I think I have what I'm thinking of my two girls and one of them is just her, her score's negative in this, <laughs> just completely reactionary. And the other one, she's like a velociraptor and she can read the room and just yeah. scan everything. And I, I sat her down. The, she was talking, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I sat her down. She's like, why, why did someone do this and this? And I said, here's the thing, Nora, you're the smartest person in the room right now. And you can read it and there's great power in that. And we'll figure out how to do that because I don't know Mm -hmm. how to teach you to do that. But how do we teach our kids to have a higher emotional intelligence and self-awareness? Okay. Some of this we did cover in the podcast about how not to raise little assholes or whatever we term that. But we do, I mean, we think about when we raise kids, we want to teach them their ABCs. We want to teach them colors, right? We have this sort of, this checklist of things that they have to know. Emotional intelligence should be at the very top of that list because Mm -hmm. it impacts 
their whole life, right? I mean, these are the people that are going to be the very best employees, the very best Mm -hmm. marital partners, all of the things that really matter. So what it's about is fundamentally when they're little, at three years old, even younger, if they can see a mom crying, they're starting to recognize something's wrong, right? So being able as the parent to say, I feel sad. And then connecting that as the Mm. adult, I feel Mm -hmm. sad when... I watch something sad on the news, Mm -hmm. or I feel sad when my friend got hurt, Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. We're helping them connect the dots. Then we do it in them. We give them that verbal vocabulary. Mm -hmm. I feel what? Remember, because people with low emotional IQ don't even recognize how they feel. Kids don't have that vocabulary. So giving them the vocabulary, how do I feel, right? And then... How does that impact or translate into what happened or other people? How does my feelings, my behavior impact other people? Mm -hmm. Helping them connect the dots with that regularly. Mm -hmm. That's skill building. And I think, you know, when you're talking about Nora and she, you know, brings up something astute like that, maybe just say, what's your guess? Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, why do you think that happened or why do you think they said that? And just... She might be closer and you might be like, woman, spot on, yeah. mm-hmm. spot on little, little grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> or you might say, you know, that would be one reason, you know, I wonder if it could also be this mm-hmm. and then drop in some empathy bombs like Fran is talking about. We, uh, you know, there's bio girls, I'm sure bio girls is all over the, well, no, it's, it's fabulous. not all over the country, but it's like a female self, so little good. girl self-esteem thing. We don't want to put her in that because mm-hmm. I'm afraid of what she'll do with more self-esteem. <laughs> so it might just be better to leave. <laughs> <laughs> she, why don't you just have her lead a couple of sections <laughs> of it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So this one, I think of politics before I say this, and we're not going to get into politics ever, but really? yeah, oh, we're not going to do oh, that. Oh. But you know, Emotional intelligence, okay, when you're empathizing with people, you do not have to understand and agree Mm -hmm. with what they are spouting off, right? You are loving them for who they are, and you are accepting them as they are, even if you don't agree with them. But they're wrong, Fran. (laughs) Right. Cognitive flexibility. I always say it's such a curse because even people that I don't agree with, and I know you're the same way, and Mm -hmm. I think, Brody, you're the same way too, um, I can understand how they got there. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't agree with them at all, but I totally understand where they're coming from and and why they're where they're at. And you're able to see, even though they may have different political viewpoints, Mm -hmm. they're still the person I could call if there's an emergency. They're the person that brought me the casserole when I got sick. And you can see all of the other things about them that make them- They're good people. Yeah, we just, there's some things we don't see eye to eye on. Exactly. But some people don't have that. Mm-hmm. And it's very lonely and isolating. Right. Be approachable and open. And this is about, you know, body language, smiling, making good eye contact, using open body language. I mean, this makes you approachable. Mm-hmm. Be interested in others. Ask them questions and genuinely listen to what they have to say. And I don't, you probably do this too, but um, people are like, oh, I'm, I've got social anxiety. I don't want to go to this. I don't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And I always say, well, we're talking right now and you seem to be doing a great job. Mm-hmm. I you bet know? they love that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you can just say stuff like, um, tell me about your job. Mm-hmm. Really open-ended questions. Um, tell me, like, if you're at Northern Night, tell me what brings you to Northern Night. Or if you're at, a, you know, a different fundraiser. Oh, tell me what brought you here tonight. Open-ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're yeah. always going to have some jackass go, oh, I took a car. Yeah. Okay, walk away. Yeah. Bye now. <laughs> you're done. Bye-bye. 
Emotionally intelligent people come off as warm and approachable. And if if you out there do not know Becky, Becky is mama earth. She is warm. Aww. It's so true. I just want to hug you when I see you. It's like you just got that warm... You do? No, I mean that. So it's like, that's what pulls people in. You know, they have great interpersonal skills. They know how to communicate clearly, not only verbally, but non-verbally. And that's Mm -hmm. important. It is important. Um, Also from Mark Manson, um, how to infuse your emotions with values. You might have the most emotionally intelligent CEO on the planet, but if she's using her skills to motivate her employees to sell products uh, made by exploiting poor people or destroying the planet, how is being emotionally intelligent a virtue here? And so it's okay. Well, how would you, how would you answer that? I mean, I think, I think what Mark Manson is having us point out is that if you are working on your emotional intelligence and you want that to grow, what kind of, what are the underlying values that you want to build, right? And they have to be in line Mm -hmm. with what you're saying and with what you're doing. So if I say to you, I'm a caring person, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm somebody that is sensitive and, but I really think it's important to make a shit ton of money on the backs of other people. Mm -hmm. That isn't in line with their, first of all, it's in, in what's the word? Incongruent. Incongruent. Thank you. Um, it's ingenuine. It's disingenuous, mm-hmm. right? And so he's just challenging you to match those things. So make sure that people's actions are matching their words. Right. Mm, I like that. Right. Con men and cult leaders. Remember our cult episode? Oh, wait. Cult episode. I have to interject this. Tell. I have to. So we want to give a shout out to our listener, Tony. Um, he and his wife, Ashley, love our podcast. And um, she shared with me some um, little tidbits that Tony learned from our cult episode. Oh, let me hear that. Yeah. He wants to start his own cult. Okay. Can I join? <laughs> yeah. He said he learned some fantastic tools on how to, on how to um, start a cult. <laughs> And he's going to recruit people to cook for him. <laughs> and Sign me up. And it's going to be called Heaven's Bounty. <laughs> oh, God. God, sign me up, please. <laughs> First in line, I Tony. I laughed so hard. <laughs> and I was given permission to share that. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> First in line. The mind. grill is hot. Blessed be. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Blessed be the grill. <laughs> Sorry, friend. No, no, no. We're good. So conmen and cult <laughs> leaders can be highly emotionally intelligent people. They understand emotions quite well, both in themselves and others. But what they're doing is they're using that information to manipulate other people to get what they want. So talking about values, they are valuing themselves above all else and what they want at the expense of all others. Now, do you know what con man stands for? What? What the con stands for? No. Do you know what it is, Brody? I don't. I'm such a... God, I'm a nerd sometimes. I, I like love this. it. It's, it's short for confidence man. Ooh, I didn't know right? that. Is that right? Confidence, yeah. And so, I mean, and it makes sense yeah, if you think does. about yeah. it. Yeah. You confidently strut in and, and sell some snake oil or whatever it might be. And, and people walk away feeling better for you to, you know, stripping them of money. And <laughs> Well, I'll be damned. So anyway. That's fascinating. Yeah. It is. There's a, a Becky Bodacious... I don't know. It's not a factoid, though. No, but that's still good. Okay. All right. Whatever. There you go. Um, So in order to live the life you truly want to live, you have to first be clear about what you truly value. And you can figure that out in Fran's 4 a.m. morning meditation. Yes, Because that's where your emotional energy will and should be directed. 
Right. And that is a that is a Mark Manson thing right there. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Don't give your fucks to places where it doesn't belong. That's or, right. Or That's where they a don't perfect belong. Tie-in. Yes. So uh, we hope that this podcast gave you some really good ideas about how to build your emotional intelligence. Brody's going to be better in bed. You're welcome, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You guys, we are the shrinks. And that is a wrap.